Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we are talking about situations when you just have to deal with somebody, and we're calling it, so you got to deal with a, and then fill in the blank, fill in which aura color you got to deal with. And we're going to talk about how to deal with different types of people that, although may have lovely intentions and aren't bad people, may not be super self-aware of their aura traits. So we're going to get into that. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey guys. All right. So, well, the idea, the idea came about because, uh, one of our moderators, our Monday night moderator, Katie is dealing with a very, very, very purple child. Mm -hmm. So she asked, you know, could we have an episode? (laughs) So I'm dealing with a purple child. And, you know, I presented it to you on our way home from the gym the other day and you liked the idea, but we wanted to kind of make it a little bit more like, so that more colors could be involved, right? Yeah, that, hacks it, for dealing with anybody, really. Yeah. yeah. So when I was deciding what my opening bit should be, I figured I'd tell a story you know, about myself and how I have to deal with other colors. But then I thought, you know, I don't know. Maybe people are tired of always hearing about my stories. <laughs> so, I, so I figured, all right, maybe I'll do it at something else. Okay. And I was reading Cosmo. Yeah, as you do. I read Cosmo. As you do. Ever since you had that article in Cosmo many years ago. Yes. I've been reading it on the weekends. And I came across my this article about one of my favorite shows of all time, Sex and the City. Okay. You know, I love that show. <laughs> the girls on there are great. Was it Sarah Jessica Parker? Mr. Big Big? Right. right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Miranda. I, Miranda. Samantha. J- Jason. No. Who's that? I don't know. Isn't it one of the guys? <laughs> I don't remember. They're like friend. They have a friend. Yeah. Okay. Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's a great show. All right. Now, I've, if you don't know already, Scott's completely joking. Um, He thinks it's a <laughs> terrible show, but that is a show you actually would sit down and watch with me because it's so, sometimes it was so ridiculous or over the top or campy or silly. Yeah. Or... I mean, I saw episodes here and there. Like mm-hmm. I, if I, it wasn't like the Duggars where if I saw that on, I just like... <laughs> just screamed and ran right. out of the room. How could you watch this? This one I watched like parts of it. But anyway, so this article that I, and yes, it is true. I'm not a big fan of sex in the city. Okay. Maybe I want to be, but all right. So I saw this article in Cosmo breaking down Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker's sex in the city drama. Yeah. It's and a I, lot. And you know, it, they, they said in the article, while no one knows what actually went down behind the scenes between these two ladies or whatever, I, I want to get to the bottom of this. Okay. This is very important to me. And I think this might just be an aura color communication thing. Yeah. If we learn their colors, maybe we can kind of figure this thing out. Yeah. Kim, so, SJP, just tune in yeah. and we can solve this for you. Right. And, and, get, and get the show because now there's a new show. No, it's, and, Kim Cattrall. Yeah. What's that? There's a new show? Yeah. It's called And Just Like That. Oh, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're such a fan. You know that. I'd be a huge fan. And Kim Cattrall or Samantha, she's not on it. Right, I knew that too. And she's coming in for a cameo, apparently. Okay, okay. so what went down, do you think? What, what was their colors first? Okay, so Sarah Jessica Parker is a tricolor, but she really does lead with yellow. So it's like a yellow, purple, blue tricolor, but she is a lot of yellow. And I feel like she's super intense and professional and when she and very um methodical and i do feel like she likes total control over her projects and yeah and i feel like she's extremely she she puts she could put a blinder on i think as sometimes 
not self-aware yellow all of us can do this but i see this sometimes with yellow auras who aren't always self-aware they they see the vision so clearly that they can put a blinder onto other people's interpretations or other people's ideas or deviations or feelings about whatever it is and they don't understand that maybe other people can't see the same things that they can and so Here's my thing with the Kim and Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker feud, because I am a fan and I've watched it for a long time too. Um, Two things can be true. They can both be right. We don't have to do like one's right and one's wrong. You know, they can both be right and they can both be wrong. And I feel like it's one of those situations where that's what's happening. Okay. So what then? All right. So Sarah Jessica Parker is yellow, purple, blue. Yes. Which is kind of interesting. She's tricolor. And on the show, I've seen enough to know that she's definitely a tricolor. Like kind of all over the place. Yeah, on the on the actual show. She purple show, the bombs on the show. Yeah, and she's always make, yeah. like having tough times making decisions. And <laughs> right, so right. she's clearly a tricolor. Right, but I, yes, okay. that's true. Okay. And then what would Kim Cattrall's color be in like real life? First? In real life, when I see Kim Cattrall, she's she's red purple. Um, and, but she does wear a little bit of yellow, and maybe that's just her yellow hat that she wears from being in the industry and. And whatnot, but she's she wears red and purple. And I'm going to tell you something. I pulled up an older photo of them when times were better-ish, when they were talking, when they'd go to premieres together and stuff like that. And what I see is Kim Cattrall feeling, and this is nobody's fault. I think it's just how she felt. I feel like she was wearing that inauthentic yellow to hide her purple red. Now, purple reds can be very motivated, very passionate, very much okay with the spotlight, very much want to be in charge for themselves too. And they have lots of ideas. And I sense that in the the working relationship of the show, she put herself on a back burner a lot because she thought, well, if I speak up, they'll can me. Or if I speak up, they'll get rid of me. So I feel like instead of possibly speaking when she should have, or and and maybe this and I can totally see the environment not being conducive to her speaking up too, but I feel like she took that as a a real slight, and I feel like she built up a lot of resentment and anger, and I feel like she just grit her teeth and bared and just did it and played the part. And even though the part got more and more ridiculous, and if you've watched the movies, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They did her dirty. They did okay. her. They did her character dirty. Um, it's like the girl never had another plot line other than to be like wild in bed, you know? Okay. And and so they, and I feel like she just, whatever, I'll just do it. And, and you know, she was a lot of people's favorites too. She was really relatable and cool. Anyways, I see her sh- like kind of shirking herself in the background energetically in this picture I'm looking at. And I feel like what happened was uh, Sarah you know, now that Kim was more vocal, maybe as the years went on, Sarah's like, where'd this come from? I think it's one of those situations where Kim changed, but the people around her didn't. And so the people around her were like, what the heck, man? This is how it's always been. Like, why are you getting all upset? And, and Kim's like, doesn't see, like I changed. They didn't like, she got rid of that inauthentic yellow is what I'm trying to say. And she became her full purple red self. Okay. And she changed and they didn't. So they were used to dealing with Sarah. This is how she is. This is how she likes things. This is how the script goes. This is how production goes. This is how the storyline goes. This is, this is when we're notified of what our characters are doing and whatnot. This is how much say we get. I think they were like, okay. And then Kim's like, hey, wait a second. And when 
she could finally pull her power card. She did it in a way because they were supposed to make, I think, like Sex in the City 3, the movie. And she pulled out. Like, so they just they scrapped the whole thing. Okay. And so that was her power play card. I'm not doing it. That, yeah. Like all that build up. Mm. And then what happened was the rest of the cast is like, you just screwed us all up now. You screwed up production. You screwed up all these writers. You screwed up the camera people. You screwed up us. You screwed up everybody because you're having what they might have perceived as like an out of nowhere temper tantrum, but it wasn't, it was like years and years and years coming. Okay. So I feel like if we look at it in aura colors, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, so this is when it comes down to it, you're really dealing with a yellow and a red going yeah. at this. Yes. The yellow is kind of the upper hand here. The yellow has the yeah, upper hand she, in this one. Right. Cause she was really the star of the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause she, right. It was I about mean, her. I, and again, I don't, I really didn't watch it. No, it episode, was, but it was, she it was, was the star. her perspective. Right. And then you have the red Kim, being in this kind of, would you say, like, more of a demeaning role, I think. or Yeah, she demean- was in the or, cast of characters. Yeah. She was a supporting actress. Supporting actress. Yes. Yeah. And, and then you also said that she was always in the same, because I remember also, like, yeah. she'd always be, like, I bringing mean, home the, the hot guy or whatever. And it whatever. got worse. You didn't watch the movies. No, no. I they only, did her dirty. They yeah. did. I mean, it was like, come on. Okay. <laughs> was she, was the, she was the Jumanji character. All the yeah, time. Yeah. Every, and and just, she never grew as a character. So, I mean, Sex and the City 2 is like, honestly, I, I mean, I'll still watch it a hundred times. Don't get me wrong. It's just so horrifically <laughs> Like, who wouldn't be mad that somebody wrote your character that way? Yeah. Um, but yeah, right. so I think what happened was exactly a yellow was in charge. And, and, the, and, and the red wanted more say. And here's the thing that I also think happened. I feel, well, it's just, I feel like with Sarah, she won't admit it. She won't admit that she was (laughs) HBIC, if you know what I'm saying, (laughs) had be in charge. Right. She will not admit that. She is. And it's okay to admit it when you are like, girl, you're the lead. You're the, you're the one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think they're all like producers now, but come on. We all know it's her. Right. And she wouldn't admit it. And I can see Kim just being like, just flip and say it. Just say it. Just say it. And she won't do it. She won't okay. do it. She's like, no, we were always equal. We're always coworkers. We're friends. We're, we're the same. It's like Kim's one, like, you're not. You're not. You didn't treat us that way. Be honest. And okay. she doesn't see it, though. Like, yeah. Sarah really doesn't see it. I feel like Sarah really feels she tried her best to make it as equal as possible. Right. Now, and I'm, now I'm going to just assume that the other two main characters are – Maybe one's purple blue or something like, uh, yeah. Kurt, what's the other one? Kristen or someone. I forgot her name. Miranda. Mar- well, Miranda's the redhead. Yes. Yeah. What- and Charlotte. And Charlotte. Charlotte's got to be purple blue. Kristen Davis plays Charlotte. And I feel like Charlotte on the show is a pink. Oh, she's a pink. Like to okay. me, like pink blue. Okay. You know, pink she's blue. like a romantic. Kind of okay. That. In real life, Kristen Davis is like blue to go with purple. So I feel okay, like she, got, yeah, yeah so she's really it. sensitive and I feel like she hates conflict and she's yeah. like really stressed out. Okay. And this is just like, oh, this, yeah, I even feel it. Right. And, that, and that's why that wouldn't, she wouldn't come to head with SJP. They're yeah. Not gonna, they're not going to come to blows like Kim and SJP would. Because Kristen can see Sarah's intentions. Right. No, and, and if Sarah talks to her a certain way one day, that doesn't – she knows underneath that's not it. I feel like right. um, Kim Cattrall had more of a chip on her shoulder. So when Sarah said something or did something or was like, here's my to-do list or whatever, or didn't – you know, all the things that probably happened that weren't intentionally dismissive, she took it as such okay. because of her own issues. And then the last one is- And then Cynthia Nixon is actually – that plays Miranda. Miranda? I okay. feel like Miranda is a red-blue. 
Oh, she's a representative. On the show. Okay. But, but she's, oh, in the show. On the show. I think so. She's like the lawyer. I don't know. This season, forget it. Like, I don't, I can't even judge Miranda off of Andress like that. And that's a whole other story. But in real life, Cynthia Nixon, I see red blue on her, oh. which is interesting. But she's got the blue. So I would say, just understanding how red blues operate, <laughs> that Cynthia Nixon is like, okay. Um, who's the easier person to deal with? Who's the easier person? I would say out of the two of them, just based off of if I was jumping into Cynthia Nixon's more maybe balanced and logical way of looking at things. Like she's like, this is work. You know, that's okay. first. Um, and I bet you anything like Sarah Jessica Parker might be more professional than Kim Cattrall is okay. when it comes to dealing with behind the scenes negotiations and stuff like that. Okay. So I would say Cynthia Nixon is cause they stuck like those three stuck together. Like yeah. Cynthia, Sarah, and Kristen, they stuck together and they stick up for each other and they're very supportive of one another. Still. Or maybe Cynthia is just a spiritually awakened red blue who's been listening to KYA <laughs> and knows how to deal with the yellow. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> and that could be. Right? I think she doesn't like nonsense. Right. And she can speak up for herself well enough right. that if so- she doesn't like something, she can say it. And I feel like that took more time for um, Kim Cattrall to get to. And then by the time it did, she purple bombed the whole thing right. with pulling out of Sex in the City 3 and saying the things that she said and whatnot. But again, I don't think either one's right. I don't think either one's wrong. I think these are a series of miscommunications that it's hard to walk back from. All right. Well, according to Cosmo, the entire internet wants to know this information. We just gave it to them, me being read right here. Cosmo, if you want to talk to us about this article, <laughs> about this uh, podcast, where we got our information from, it came from Spirit. Right. It's from Spirit. Uh, <laughs> spirit Guides. My source, Spirit. Yeah. Source is Spirit Guides. Okay. And callers around people, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's do a quick ad. We'll come back with your speech. Summer is here, and I have taken my skin's hydration game to the next level with Osea. And I am going on a plane trip soon, and I do not want to halt my body care routine for that. So guess what I'm bringing? The best seller's body care set. And what's amazing is Osea is right now offering a rare opportunity to try it at a reduced price. The set includes their TikTok famous Andaria LJ body oil and Andaria LJ body butter plus their ultra-rich anti-aging body balm and salts of the earth body scrub. And with convenient TSA-friendly sizes packed in a beautiful reusable vegan leather bag, you can enjoy this silky soft radiant skin wherever your summer travels take you just like I am going to be doing. This body care set has been such a game changer for me after using all these all of them separately do amazing things but together it's like a glow I feel softer my skin looks plumper I feel like I'm doing something for myself so it really boosts my mood and my self-care and I really connect with Osea's mission of clean skin and clean body care products. This set has a value of $78, but right now you can get it for only $52 at oseamalibu.com. That's an incredible 33% savings. And as a special treat for our listeners, you'll get an additional 
10% off when you use our code. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. This summer, get glowing, healthy skin with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. And don't miss this rare opportunity to try Osea's bestsellers body care set for 33% off and 10% off your first order site-wide with code K-Y-A at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to Osea, O-S-E-A, Malibu.com and use code K-Y-A for 10% off. In life, we have to deal with people. Sometimes there's people we just absolutely have to deal with. And understanding them can make that interaction a lot smoother for everybody. So this episode we're talking about, so you got to deal with a blue, so you got to deal with the purple, so you got to deal with the yellow, etc. And here's the deal. Um, sometimes you can get, I don't know, you have to learn how to deal with someone's aura. It's not exactly their intentions, how they come off. They can have great intentions, but the way that their aura is, you can, just because in your life, perhaps that set of personality confuses you or you're not used to it or it irks you, but it's really not them being mean or rude on purpose. It's just their aura color. <laughs> Communication and compassion go a long way once you see it through the aura color lens, but we all have that boss, that coworker, the neighbor, the kid, the person in our life we kind of have to deal with. And dealing with them means sometimes putting it into the aura context so you don't get frustrated with them. And it just makes the interaction easier and smoother and kinder. Hence our episode today. Disclaimer, our auras don't make us bad and our auras don't make us good. Your aura is just your energy signature around you and different colors and different color combinations just signify a different set of behaviors, <laughs> but your intentions are what make you good or bad, not your auras. So there's no bad aura color at all. It's your intentions that are bad or good. And if somebody has male intent, that really has nothing to do with their aura, but you can just see how they're enacting it uh, within their MO or their method of operation based off the aura. So auras are more about behaviors and less about the intentions. It's just how you carry out anything can be ex explained a lot in your aura. So I love aura colors. Your auras are in the details. And so here's some generalizations to help you kind of understand the people in your life that you have to deal with. So today, for the sake of this conversation we're having today, all of these examples are based off of a person who has great intentions, good intentions, but maybe just not a ton of self-awareness and for sure no aura self-awareness. So these are nice people. Just consider this whole context to be you're, you have to deal with somebody. They're a nice person. They might just not have a ton of self-awareness and can't blame people for that sometimes. It's just the way it is. And you don't have to teach everybody about themselves, you know? which can be hard, a hard thing to learn. So you just have to deal with them. So that's what we're talking about today. So let's start off with, so you got to deal with a purple. So think about this as like your kid or your coworker or a neighbor or, you know, somebody, somebody that you, you're not getting rid of in your life. They're, they're there. So you got to deal with a purple. They can be late. 
not all purples are late. I am not a late purple, but purples can be late. Uh, they'll blame it on traffic, but they, you know, saunter in with their iced coffee. You hear it, don't you? The, the iced coffee, the ice clinking together. Oh, traffic, I was late. And it's like, really? <laughs> they make a ton of mistakes. They aren't great with grammar. They can make silly mistakes in emails or texts or whatever. They don't plan ahead. And they didn't listen to the email, whatever email you sent with specific ways not to screw up whatever is happening today. And then they're going to wonder what's going on five minutes before they get there. And they're winging it when others put more effort up front. So, you know, it's like the barbecue and everyone's bringing something and they're bringing their store-bought gift or their store-bought cupcakes. I mean, that irks some. I don't care, but that does irk some people. Like everyone made a potato salad or a dish that took time and you're coming in with the store-bought cupcakes, you know, that they bought two seconds before. I mean, sometimes that irks people. So what people can think of all these behaviors as, which are just kind of like unself-aware purple behaviors, um, you know, you can, people can be misconstrued. You can misconstrue it as uh, these purples are irresponsible. They're rude. They're counterproductive. They're wasteful. They're unprofessional. They're ungrateful. Or they're disrespectful of other people's time and energy. And if you think of them that way and then treat them that way, purples will just double down and get worse. So how do you deal with a purple that's acting like this? First, you have to understand that purples tend to put in effort in the present moment, not really before or after the moment. That's why purples are very good in chaos, and they can keep up with fast-paced changes in an emotional situation. They're 100% present and in when moments, chaotic moments arise. They just don't like to be in a moment that's not real yet. So the very present moment, and they don't like, that's why they don't like to plan, and they don't always like to learn from the past. They're always here now. Also, they aren't judgy, so they can't always imagine other people seeing them and thinking anything more what their actual intentions are. Like, if they're not judgy, they think nobody else is too. So they want, if they're late or whatever, they're like, oh, whatever, you don't care. Like, I don't care if you're late, so you don't care if I'm late. Because they really wouldn't care if you were late. So, um, also, purple auras tend to have a lot going on. Like, a lot, they're usually, like, um, <laughs> struggling to stay afloat. And they look like they're struggling to stay afloat, too. Whereas maybe some other aura colors can handle that a little more gracefully. Purples can't. So they tend to juggle everything at once, making them seem all over the place, when actually they are managing usually a lot of stuff at once. They have, like, this kid texting them and that, you know, X situation going on and the friend that's having a crisis and then eight different things that they've committed to and they have to get to, you know. So they usually have a lot going on at once, and they're not doing it with a lot of with a lot of cooth, okay? So how do you deal with a purple? Here's my advice for this. Humor. Humor. Purples can take it. So let them know that you noticed whatever funny thing that they're doing, but in a way that's not mean, in a way that's not passive aggressive. You can point out how you find it really hysterical, for example. They show up late with the iced coffee. Uh, You could say something like, hey, you know, I love that you wrapped that child's gift in the parking lot seconds before you walked into this birthday party. You are a rock star. You don't notice it. Laugh with them about it. Show them you see their efforts and you see how they do it in their own special chaotic purple way or simply just smile at them and show them you see them in this crazy world of ours. Like, hey, you. Hey, you. Okay, you see me. You see how crazy this is. Yes, because they can laugh. They can laugh at themselves. They can laugh at how they're doing things. I mean, you can send them a funny meme. You can make silly jokes or observations. You can laugh with them 
about what they're doing. You can even call them purple. They will understand that. They'll just love it. Just make sure you're on like a close enough level with them that this doesn't come off as rude or judgmental. (laughs) But yeah, humor. Okay. So now you have to deal with a yellow. So what what kind of things do non-self-aware yellows do? Um, So they can have, you know, a to-do list and then telling you their to-do list is at the top of their to-do list. And they may not, however, understand that your focused attention, which they so require and expect, is not at the top of your own to-do list. So they'll call you up and be like, okay, they'll just get right into it. Today, you know, 7.30 meeting, you'll be doing this. So-and-so will be doing this. Then I expect you to do this. And then this should be done by this. And they don't know how they sound. They're just getting their to-do list off their own to-do list without understanding you don't have that same agenda they do. They can be slightly slow also to react to things that others may react quicker to, like personal issues, emotional stuff, crises, etc. Uh, they don't they don't always they take a minute to respond and they never want help. They're always saying, "I'm fine. I got it. I don't need help. I'm good." And what this can be misconstrued as is intense can't read a room, unemotional, cold, full of themselves, show-offs, closed off, unapproachable, snobby. People can just feel rejected because they're so independent and then take that feeling like the yellow aura is insinuating they're not important or intelligent or needed or whatever and somebody else's own insecurities can just run away with that when the yellow aura is just doing their thing. Because what you have to understand is yellow auras expect so much from themselves They work up their agendas days in advance. They don't mean to talk to others like children or employees, but that can happen when they're not self-aware and they're kind of very intense in their moment. And yellow auras do take time to process emotions. They want to give you the right response. That's why. And it takes them a moment to do so. That's actually their way of giving you the fullest of their attention, the best way they can help you. Yellow auras aren't handholders. They don't handhold themselves. So they aren't always ones to do it for people at random. They don't really know you and you're looking for a hand-holding situation. They're like, you know, blink, blink. You know, what am I supposed to do with this? Usually they reserve that for people in their life that they're really close to. They overdo. They overcommit. They overplan. And then they feel stressed while doing it. They can look like they're doing it all. And then other people can insinuate that, oh, she's showing me up at the PTA bake sale. She brought eight different cakes and they're all perfect. She's trying to make us look bad. Actually, she's not. She's trying to, she's just trying, you know, she's just trying to be helpful. She's trying to make this work. She's trying to make it special. She's trying to show up, not show you up. And that's how yellow auras operate. And they can show their love by being self-sufficient and independent. They don't want their problems to be other people. So how do you deal with the yellow? My advice is get into their shoes. Take a moment and remind yourself where they perhaps are coming from. And this way you can feel empathy for them as they're reading off their to-do list to you. Just be like, hmm, she must have really worked hard on that. You know, seeing it from their way can help you take a different stance. You can comment about how you appreciate they put so much effort into whatever it is they seem to be anxiously working on. You can say to them at the barbecue they put together all by themselves, wow, you worked so hard on this. Because yellows never hear this, so this would be like, don't expect them to respond right away when you're saying this because it's going to take them a minute because they're like, I don't compute. Normally people don't notice what I do. Wow, you work so hard on this. I see all the details and I see how beautiful it has all come together. Thank you. 
And of course, always notice their clean baseboards when you go to their house, because let me tell you, they did that for you. Okay. (laughs) So if you just take a minute and let them say or do whatever it is they're doing, like let it, let them get it off their list and then see what's really going on beneath all the surface stuff, because it's probably at the end of the day, their true intention to be helpful, efficient, and create something special for the collective. How does my Stitch Fix personal stylist know exactly what looks good on me and what fits any occasion? Let me tell you, I am going on a cruise and I had no idea what to wear on the ship because let's be honest, I live in cutoffs and t-shirts. So I needed something that made me look like an adult person. And she sent me these uh, beautiful boots. I mean, jeans that fit just right, sweaters. I mean, so many choices. And I love them all so much. I kept them all. And she can do that or he can do that for you too over at Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is the best way to discover new styles and brands just for you. Think of Stitch Fix as your style partner. Your stylist will learn about your tastes and collaborate with you on looks that you will love. All you have to do is answer a few questions about where you typically like to shop, what you like to wear, and your price range. With your choices in mind and a wide range of sizes available from extra small to 3XL, they'll find your perfect fit. They've got you covered with over 1,000 brands and styles. Try your pieces at home before you buy. Just keep what you love and send back the rest. Yes, it is that easy. Plus shipping, returns, and exchanges are always free. There's no subscription required. Simply order a fresh stitch fix as needed or set it and forget it with regular seasonal fixes. You're in control. Try Stitch Fix today at stitchfix.com slash KYA and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash KYA for 25% off today. Stitchfix.com slash KYA. So now let's say you have to deal with a blue or an indigo aura. Yes, I'm putting you guys together. I'm sorry. It's just you can be, sometimes indigos can seem like blues to the people that don't really understand them, but let's get into it. So blues and indigos can be just very quiet, shy. They don't say what they want. They feel like they're holding back all the time. They're total wallflowers. They're always waiting to be invited. They don't really make the first move. And indigos in particular won't usually text back or respond to calls in a timely manner. Okay, so this can be misconstrued as antisocial, shut down, not part of the popular crowd, unintelligent, unmotivated, incapable, too nice, pushover, withholding of their true thoughts and feelings, closed off, and if they're not responding to calls and stuff, rude. First, we must understand Blues and indigos really do feel others' feelings all the time, and it is overwhelming. And they don't want to feel attention on them, which is why they're not making the first move or being Miss Popular or Mr. Popular or whatever, um, because it's then more energy funneled their way, and then they can feel like they're just under a lens because they really feel like when other people are seeing them or looking at them or the spotlight's on them, it's stressful. And blues and indigos have ideas. Sometimes they're just too fearful or they're programmed to not speak to them because of the stronger personalities in the room. Because blues and indigos hate 
conflict and they spend a good chunk of their energy avoiding it all the time by letting those stronger personalities win or have the say first or speak first or feel the most special or get the accolades or whatever. They don't want also to burden you with how they feel about things since then they'd feel like they're bothering you. Also, when they tell you what they're upset about or how they're feeling, they feel you feeling it, which is like, doesn't make it better. You know, it's kind of like a double-double feeling. They feel you feeling their feelings, and then they feel bad about making you feel what they're feeling. And it's easier just sometimes for blues and indigos to give in and because they really don't care about winning, and they don't always care about getting the trophy or credit or whatever. So they just have, they just learn to back off and kind of be invisible, which isn't, if they're not self-aware, you can see this, them doing it and you're like, you just kind of want to shake them. Like, speak up for yourself. Okay, so let's say you got to deal with a blue. Take the time to know them. Blues and indigos need you to go in deep. They need you to stay a while so that they feel safe enough to show you the real them. And then you can encourage them to be more forthcoming, not just to you, but to others and their own wants and needs. You know, taking the time to know a blue or an indigo, um, it allows them that safe space so they can make the strides they need to grow in their voice. For a blue, they open up more when they know they can be helpful or useful. And... um, so something you could do is, let's say it's a coworker, right? You could ask them to help you do something. You can say, for example, hey, I'm having a party for Kathy. And could you help me come up with ideas? And what do you think her favorite cake flavor is? I want to do something special for her. Chances are that blue aura is going to feel very helpful and needed. And she probably has noticed details about Kathy that you never would have noticed in a million years because she's blue and that's what she does. For an indigo, you can ask them to hang out alone. Um, again, coworker example, you could say something like, Hey, I've been wanting to try a new place for lunch because the break room is so noisy. Can we eat lunch together tomorrow and just make it a you and them alone little date somewhere, a little friend date, or, you know, if this is your kid or somebody closer to you, again, doing things kind of alone. It's just the two of you can get them to open up more, make them feel safer to express things to you. All right. So now let's say you got to deal with a green. Green auras are motivated on what they care about, not so much what others care about if it doesn't align. They're very focused to the point of shutting others out. They hate wasting resources, time, energy, their words, their attention on places, people, and situations that don't align with their current focus or goal or passion. They are really strong in their beliefs and they can shut out others who don't get it on the same level as them. And I've talked about this before about green auras. They have kind of like the 10 commandments of a green. It's like they're unshakable laws <laughs> that sometimes apply to them. This is how this is and this is how this works and this is how that works and that's how this works. And um, they just don't understand that other people might have a different set of laws or no laws at all. They're just like, I don't understand why you did it this way when research shows that this is the much better way. So you can tell how, if you've had to deal with a green like that, you're like, oh my gosh, but I don't think like you, you know, like that's not how my brain works. And they're like, what? It doesn't? But then they're curious. They want to know why. So first you must understand about green auras. Greens are very good 
at flushing out a specific goal or passion. So they dive in there with abandon. They give it their 100% focus. They can spend so much time creating and learning and diving in there that they don't have time for things that aren't aligning. It's kind of like their space saver, energy saver strategy that helps get them farther in their endeavors than other people. That's why they're always like specialists or they have one unique area of study or they know so much about whatever hobby they're into. It's because they really do dive in there with focus and they have to put up blinders to things that don't fit in that scope. But that's also how they do as much as they do. And they know as much as they know. They're passionate and they really love what they get into in an inspiring way. They are not afraid to speak up for the things they're passionate about. And in doing so, they bring positive and much needed attention to them. Even though other people who don't get it can perhaps see that as dismissive. So let's say you got to deal with a green who's, again... All these people are nice intention that I'm talking about today. That's the the universal example. Well-intentioned people that might not be self-aware about their methods of operation. So this is my advice for if you have to deal with a green. Listen. Hear them out. Let them tell you how they see things. You could say something like, I would love to hear more about this so I can understand your passion better. Oh, get ready. Get cozy, (laughs) snuggle in, because once they start talking about what they're into, they'll keep going and they'll, they'll make sure you understand it. And that's the, that's really nice. And it's, it's a way to connect with them and, you know, get into it. Why not? See what makes them tick about it. Letting them put words to what they love is helpful for them too. It lets them learn to share it in a way where others can connect, which is important. Sometimes green auras don't know that. Like you are so into this, please make bridges so that other people can understand why you're into it so that we all can get into it. But you have to make connections for the rest of us who aren't on the level you're at or the focus you're at. Um, Connection is necessary for green auras, but not always prioritized. And you can remind them that while you validate their own passions and their beliefs, it is different for you. And different doesn't mean not as important. And you can remind them that a mutual respect of one of the other's ideas is important this way, even if they aren't shared. So connection makes it easier when you listen to them and you hear them out. All right. But let's say you got to deal with a red, a red aura who's not super self-aware yet well-intentioned. Okay, so that type of red can be a bit abrupt. They can be very strong on their ideas being prioritized. They're used to being listened to and they're used to being, you know, obeyed (laughs) and they're used to being in command. They're not really into feelings. Um, they, they just feel that they know best. So you should know that too, you know, and then we can move forward quicker. They don't like to waste time on nonsense. They don't like to stall. They don't like to explain themselves. They don't like being challenged. Sometimes they can see a question about why they doing something the way they're doing it as a challenge and, you know, and they can be annoyed with being told what to do. They can be annoyed when you point out a mistake they make as well. So what you must understand, reds do run hot. They just say things kind of bluntly. It can come off aggressively or grumpy and they don't realize it. They don't always have that feeling that other people do. The one where they particularly care about how they make you feel when they say something that they feel is correct. And they can deal with that by, um, they can deal with not being liked. Like they can, they can handle that. So they don't have people pleaser tendencies. And a lot of us do. And reds really don't. 
So it's an awesome quality in them. But if they're not self-aware about it, it can be a little bit hard to work with. Because you can't say, hey, I don't like when, you know, that's hurting my feelings. Like, okay, well, I don't, I know I'm doing the right thing. So I can't really waste time on changing that. That's your, that sounds like a you problem. Um, they value logic over emotion so they can handle hearing things in a very blunt way back. They just like to get things over with. So when people go back and forth, whether it's a good idea or not, they can get annoyed and frustrated and they're very protective. So they can be assertive when they feel their choices and leadership is being challenged because they really do feel like they're doing the right things and that it's for the good of everybody. So, so that's kind of why they get defensive. So let's say you have to deal with a red. Here is my advice. You got to practice. You have to practice with confrontation. (laughs) I know the anxiety when dealing with a red, it's important to practice what you want to say first. You can't go in there. It's like, let's say it's your boss or like, usually they're authority figures. Let's say it's your boss or somebody or like, like a really, I don't know, tough neighbor or something like that. Practice what you want to say first and get it down to the basics. You can't go in there crying and being like, you hurt my feelings and like go all over the place and talk about your past when other people hurt your feelings or blah, blah, blah. They're not going to hear that. So you have to kind of be like, okay, what do I want and what do I need? Come to them with a succinct breakdown of the problem and a few solutions too that you've come up with. Being clear about what you need from them, getting it down to the bare basics without a ton of complicated emotions is best. Practicing it in your head, stick to your main points, don't deter from them. A rational, well-intentioned red will work best this way. And, you know, let's say, let's say it's your red kid, okay? We'll just change it up. Let's say it's your red kid. Um, you might want to say something like, hey, you know, you have a curfew of 11 p.m., and you've been staying out past that on multiple occasions, I would like to discuss with you this option for moving forward. Um, We can have a case-by-case basis of a later curfew based on a discussion we have before you go out. And I am open to hearing what you have to say, but that is my stance on the matter. That's it. Now try to stay away from emotions. I was up late worrying about you. I felt so hurt when you texted me back rudely. You know, stay away from that stuff, even though it's true and you can get to that later Just try to bring the problem and the solution and stick with it. And they, it's just like they, it slices through the defense and the nonsense and it just gets to what you want from them. And then you can work out with feelings after that. But you have to practice. You got to practice, you got to practice in your head and you got to know what you're about to say. I had two ridiculous subscriptions I was paying for. And I would have had no idea that I was doing that if it wasn't for Rocket Money. They were two different gaming subscriptions that each of my kids talked me into. And it was like that 30 days free thing. And then what do I do? It's some email address and I completely forget to cancel it. And I didn't notice it because it was these tiny amounts, but those things do add up. And Rocket Money not only alerted me to it, but with a push of a button, canceled it. I didn't have to call them. I didn't have to email them. I didn't have to figure it out. I just had to press a button. And that's what Rocket Money can do 
for you. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your own unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about just like me, and chances are you are one of them. Like that Stars app, just to watch that one show or that free gaming trial that you never actually used, Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you, and for any that you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It is that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses so that you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash KYA. That's rocketmoney.com slash KYA. Rocketmoney.com slash KYA. But let's say you have to deal with a pink, poor pink auras, not a lot of them. So when they're out there, nobody knows what to make of them. So how they're usually made out to be is airheady, incompetent, self-absorbed. Sometimes they can be late. Um, They can come in looking gorgeous. Their makeup's all done. Their outfit's perfect. Their hair's perfect. They come on in looking like Dolly Parton. Uh, but they're like an hour late and you're like, I know you had time to do that. Why? You know, and all that. They're always, they kind of feel like in la la land. They're not listening. They can be a little blunt. They can feel like they're ignoring other people. Okay. So what you must understand about pink auras, pinks are totally paying attention. They are. They just choose when to react. They can do everything and well, you know, just, They can't be micromanaged. It causes them to disassociate. And the more you push them and the more you insinuate that they're airheady or incompetent or self-absorbed or whatever, the more they're just going to like, okay, you're not part of my pink aura bubble anymore. And they will start to ignore you and disassociate from you and also pretend you're not there. And they're really good at that. They're kind of like, you know, kids, I say, I've said this before, but the sibling game, like, I can't hear you. Is somebody talking? Is that a dog barking? Hmm, I can't even hear you. And they, they could, they're like the, the kings and queens of that. They won't hear you and you are going to get more and more upset about it. And they're not. Anyways, they are more interested, Pink is in minute moments. So they put a lot of energy into these things. So they'll spend more time on them. So, you know, for example, seeing your pink mom-in-law come on in even though she's like an hour late to this special family function and you see like she's walking in again like Dolly Parton or whatever she's totally done up and she looks fabulous head to toe um it could be totally misconstrued as rude but honestly she probably just wanted to look her best for you and bring the moment to her vision in the way that she wants to see it it's her saying you're worth effort and your moment in life, like this party or whatever this function is, is important enough for me to make a perfect moment out of it. And that's what I did. So you could try something like, 
in an example like that, you know, going up to your mom-in-law, like, hey, your hair looks gorgeous. I love the energy you spend on yourself. It makes seeing you so special. And it's also so inspiring to me. What's your favorite product? Something like that. It makes the pink aura feel seen, allows them to get even more in the moment because you know that they get them. And pinks don't try to be gotten by anybody, but when they know they are gotten, they warm up really quick to you. And it's just an easier way to make that connection with the pink aura. When you're like, I see you. I see what's really going on here. I appreciate the effort you're putting into it. I understand you create moments and you spend more time on moments and keeping them going longer than normally they are. You know, pink auras like to take a moment and spread it out, make it last. And maybe that's the way to do it. And the whole world's like, rush through it, get it done, do this, expectations. And pink auras are like, no, I want to make it last. I want to do this for you. I'm going to stay here with you. And so showing them that you get it is a way that they can get you back. And, and it's just, it's just, yeah. So, um, that's my advice. Get it. All right, so let's say you got to deal with a turquoise. So turquoises are hard to gauge. They're a little different. They keep up with different people randomly, so they're usually not part of a group. They're part of lots of different groups. They can feel kind of, they can be, they can be seen as like untrustworthy or shifty, like you can't figure them out. And they can say things sometimes that are a little too honest or unsolicited. But what you must understand is turquoises are mirrors. So they will end up noticing the thing about you, which you least want anyone to notice. Yeah, that's fun. That's a, that's a fun time. <laughs> Said no one ever. They, then they tend to bring it up in a conversation as if it's like the same no big deal topic as what color sweater you're wearing today, you know? So they, they're doing this because they notice and they aren't being malicious about it. It's just about them seeing you. So you can stop being insecure, upset, held back, or unaware of something, which isn't good for you. And it's a mirror. It's a mirror you don't always want. But if you appreciate it, it's actually quite life-changing and helpful. But first, it just feels horrible. Because we all have that thing that either like you knowingly or super subconsciously don't want anyone to notice about you and you think you're doing this great job of hiding it and then like the turquoise aura you just met like your I don't know roommate or something is like hey you know I noticed that and then they say it and you're like oh and at first you just you just want to be like oh my god like the first knee-jerk reaction is like I hate you never talk to me again so poor turquoises poor turquoises they get that a lot in their life and they're like what I do I thought that was obvious, you know? I thought it was obvious, this thing. I thought everybody noticed that. Why is that upsetting you so much that I told you? But if you see it as kind of, whoa, they're right. They're right. That is a thing. I got to work on that. Then it's like, whoa, hold on. You just saved me six years of therapy in this one conversation. And I can, that's a shortcut to my, to my healing. If you see it that way, um, it's better. So, per, so my advice to, to you when dealing with them is perspective switch. Try to see it from a different perspective, the one of being truth hurts, but it also heals. And turquoise auras can also be a little head shy around new people. 
um, and they can feel rejected and not part of anything and they can feel really lonely. So, so yeah. So when you're dealing with a turquoise, hear them out. See it as the truth. See it as perspective. Give yourself a minute. Give yourself a buffer. Give yourself some time to process. Since turquoises are kind of rare, you probably aren't really used to people saying that thing you don't, that you think you're hiding so great. <laughs> like a straight up deal. Um, so it can take you a minute to understand that there, there isn't any malintent. It's just them. And hearing them out and taking a minute to process that, you know, it's important. And then you can say something like, hey, hey, I thought of what you said the other day about how you notice when Kevin, I'm just making up stuff, Kevin's in the meeting and I agree with everything he says in a way that's kind of uncharacteristically fearful of me. And I process that and you're right. He reminds me of my dad and I have some unresolved issues about that. That's a really specific example, but that's something that can make a turquoise and you bond in a different way. And you can also tell them like, and hey, <laughs> you know, next time you have something to say like that, um, maybe just also just take a minute to process how to say it in a way uh, that is agreeable to me because I, I do have a sensitive nature. And then turquoises are really good with hearing that too. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. No problem. So I want to hear about who you got to deal with and how you deal with them and what strategies you can give us too. I don't know how I've lived my traveling life this long without base. We've all been there trying to fit everything we think we might need for a trip only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. Well, with base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip. No problem. Deciding between a few pair of shoes, bring them all with base. I just took our weekender bag on a vacation and it fit so much stuff. It's like Mary Poppins carpet bag, kind of like it, the, the amount, it, there's no bottom to it. There's so many things fit in there. My laptop, all my toiletries, my hair stuff, my hair straightener, shoes, so much can fit in there. And it's adorable. It has pockets on the outside. So the things I had to get quickly, I could, I didn't have to go digging through that huge, um, the huge middle compartment, all their bags, because I also have their sports sling, all their bags are about function and also they look sleek and amazing. Base was created by actress Shay Mitchell to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 300 and de 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for all your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need to stay organized. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the weekender bag like I have is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it fitting in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash KYA. Go to Base travel.com slash KYA for 15% off your first purchase. That's base, B-E-I-S, travel.com slash KYA. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right, so we wanted to open this up to the Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Uh, if you're not in the Facebook group, go ahead and join right now. Take a, take a moment to do that. <laughs> we'll wait. We're waiting. Okay. 
<laughs> Done. All right. Here's the question we asked them. All right. How has knowing about auras helped you deal with people in your life who may not be super self-aware of their own behaviors? Question mark. Did I, did, I say wow. that as, did I say that as a sentence? I think that's how we talk into our cell phones. Like on, so you just did it. We'll let, just, we're just going to continue. Let me try that one more time. How has knowing about <laughs> that better? No, not better. All right. So tell us your colors and theirs. This will be on the podcast. Wow, Scott. <laughs> this is so bad. We might have to cut it. No, let's just keep it. All right. So how has knowing about auras helped you deal with people in your life who may not be super self-aware of their own behaviors? All right. Good job. All right. Don't make me read these. All right. (laughs) I'm I'm kidding. I'll start. All right. Jessica J writes, I am blue purple. My daughter is blue pink. And knowing her color has helped me see her in a completely different light. She's almost four. So obviously can't communicate her thoughts and feelings the best. And learning about pink auras has helped me connect with her and understand her better. At times, my yellow clashes with her pink. And I have to remind myself to let her be pink and not force my yellow onto her. MM always talks about how, how society conditions the pink out of kids. And I'm trying so hard to not do that and let her be who she is. It has really helped me be a better parent for her. And I am so grateful for that. Oh, and then she gave a picture of her and her beautiful pink blue baby. Um, yeah, I think it's, you know, I did the parenting episodes and whatnot. It just helps you. I think understanding other people's aura colors just gives you gives them space to be themselves and makes you realize you don't have to control everything and, and let other people do it their way. And I think that that's helpful. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Jessica. I love that. So cute. All right. I got Brie M here. All right. She, she knows that she's a tricolor. She's got the Sarah Jessica Parker colors going on. That's why I picked her. She's <laughs> yellow, purple, and blue. Right. And I'll try to read this the best I can. All right. My daughter is a preteen and I believe she's red and blue. There is a little picture of her. She I, is. She is. Yes. Okay. So she is red and blue. She wears okay. a little yellow, but. From I, the from Bree, the mom? Oh, I bet that's from mom. Oh, from mom. Yeah. Although she's sense. still learning how to be more self-aware, knowing her colors, I've learned to be a little more patient with her. Yeah. You got to be patient with those red blues. <laughs> <laughs> that she needs to be more of a leader, but she's also sensitive. And and that's true. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, we're going through the same thing right now. That you and her preteen yeah, daughter. Yeah. Our preteen. Well, she's a teen daughter yeah. now. Yeah. But she's a red purple Brie. Yes. Our Brie is a red purple. Yeah. Not Brie. She's a yellow. She's a tricolor that wow. wrote. Yeah. Um, so confusing. Very confusing. But yeah, we're going through the same thing. I'm trying to teach her how to be a leader. Yes. Um, but I think her purple gets kind of in the way of, of yeah. that. So we used to butt heads a lot. As a single mom, my patient would run low. But now I know she needs to be a little bossy and she needs to think, see things her way. Most importantly, it helped me deal with how to get her to help me out and be responsible. You've done that too. Yeah. 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 And that's the old classic with the red blue. If you make them think it's their idea, <laughs> they're they're going to respond. Right. So and give them more control. Yeah. So and I more love say. this one. And yeah, I hope that works out with their daughter knowing her colors now is red blue and how to deal with that. Yeah. It seems it sounds like she was already doing it. Yeah, she was. Yeah. All right, we have Ashley L, and she writes, OMG, Aura Colors has helped me with every single relationship, literally all of them. I sit back and think, okay, their color is this, so they think like that, etc. I'm purple indigo, and my mom is yellow blue. She is totally, I told you so, yellow, but bless her soul for putting up with a purple child like me. It has helped me understand why she is so particular and likes things done a certain way. It's her yellow. She can't help it. And now she even says, it's because I'm yellow. So I've <laughs> turned her into an aura splainer too. I'm I'm just more patient and understanding of people and their actions now. We all go about things differently. Okay. I like that one. 
And I noticed people have been getting using that like excuses to get out of things. Yeah. <laughs> including myself. You know, like, yeah. Me well, too, though. Gonna, yeah. Because well, I'm red. You know? That's why. Oh, okay. That is fine. I do that all the time. Like, oh, it's because I'm yellow. All right. All right. Like, because, you know, I do so much creating online. Yeah. And what do I do? I always have, I do my best um, correction work after I post something. Then I'll see the typos. Then I'll see the thing. And I just say, I used to get hard on myself. Now I'm just like, ah, it's my purple. Sorry. It's no big deal. People get it or they don't. Whatever. (laughs) If I do that, because I I post a lot too, (laughs) and I make a mistake, I just leave it. (laughs) I don't even edit it. It's fine. (laughs) All right. right, But anyway, it's my red because I'm a red. Yeah. All right. I have Ruby K and we're going to get her confirmed here today. She says, hello, I'm a self-diagnosed blue indigo, but unsure 100%. So what do we think? Ruby K, I gave you the picture. Is she a blue indigo? Yeah, so she's like, she's totally blue to go, I'd to- call it. Oh, blue it. to go. Okay. Yeah, and then she's got purple, but I can tell she's mostly blue to go. So just looking at her picture, it's like she's absorbing all sorts of stuff. I bet the she's a type like the purple would surprise her. And she's like, I could have sworn it was a yellow, like that kind of thing. But yeah, she's purple, blue to go, mostly blue to go. So here's the thing with her. And, you know, to save me some reading here, but she basically, she works in a ha- a warehouse. She, she's a manager. She oh. works around 80 temporary workers. Wow. Um, they're all, I think she said they're all men. I'm the only woman here oh within the management team. Uh, the, the supervisors she works with alongside her are older men, but tend to be red and green. Yeah. From my understanding, this could, I mean, whoa, what is, what's going on here? So she works with a lot of red yeah. and green, tough dudes right. all the older time. She's guys. in charge. Um, they're older, they're stuck in their ways. I think she's saying that she's, um, she's trying to, she's, she wants to know how to be more effective with the red ones specifically because yeah. <laughs> the green well, ones, they'll just kind of do their own thing. The red ones, they're like, they don't like to be told what to do. Yeah. Especially the old red ones. They get a little like red and crotchety about it. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so here's the first thing. This and you should listen to my leadership episode, Ruby, if you hadn't haven't yet. But you're you know a, a purple blue to go leader, which means you get into people's hearts, and then your purple leader too. Purple leaders are great. Like you're probably great on the fly, on the spot. Like if there's chaos, if something unexpected happens, that's zero problem for you. You can't plan probably for a lot of your day and the stuff that happens or what you're gonna have to deal with in your purple thrives in that so that's where your purple is coming out but you also have to be organized and and deal with whatever the warehouse procedures are and keep understanding the rules and everything behind it and the structure so what's happening is sounds like things move very fast and it sounds like the place that you work is constantly changing and shifting and being weird and new things are happening and who knows what you can go with the flow that's not a problem for you. The red crotchety ones are <laughs> angry. They don't like change. Now they don't feel like they're in control. And they're older than you. And you're this pretty girl. And don't tell me what to do. That's what I always do. I'm not doing it. can't tell me what to do. Da, 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 da. And honestly, instead of seeing them as crotchety red people, just see them as like they're scared. They're upset. They feel out of control. They feel like they don't know what's going on. And then all their insecurities and their stresses come up. So you're dealing with like a lot of like children, inner child, red aura boys, really. So talk to them. And this is, I don't even know if this is a great thing to do. What? No, I I just want to know what she does on the weekend. (laughs) 
<laughs> to like decompress from dealing with all these red oh, red dudes all week. She's probably like, ugh, people. Right? Like Netflix all weekend. Yeah, she's yeah. she's blue to going blue to out. Go, yeah. Um. So how you deal with it is honestly, you just listen. Like, mm-hmm. I know it sucks, doesn't it? I know it's hard, but I know I know the place probably moves too quick to give every single person this type of time and attention. But you just have to like validate them. You're right. I know it's awful, isn't it? I got you though. Nice yeah. haircut. I like your shirt today. Just, I don't know, flatter them. They'll go away. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just kind of butter them up a little. They're good. All right, good Have advice. some candy on your desk. Yeah. They M&Ms. like. M&Ms. Oh, yeah. Feed them. Yeah. Feed them. Okay. All right. You have any more? Oh, you. Oh, yeah. You oh, yeah. do one. Okay. I, I think I'm out. I, <laughs> You're out of them? Yeah. You know, I actually, I'm not out of them. I just can't read today. So. <laughs> oh, poor Scott. All right. Let me get my other one. Nicole J says, my mom-in-law has always asked a million questions. Anytime we say anything, it is filled with a thousand questions. She's confirmed yellow blue. It was to the point where she was driving my husband and myself crazy. I am purple blue and I feel very much like a wild horse in life doing my thing. Too much questioning felt like she was doubting me. Didn't believe in me. Questioned me. Just nosy. Once I really understood her, I was like, oh my God, you are just showing me that you love me. This is how you communicate. You are showing me that you care and are invested because truthfully, it could feel like a job interview at times. (laughs) Sorry, Cindy, if you read this, LOL, but it isn't anything I haven't told her. I guess she's on the page. Now I am like, you're yellow and it is your love language. I try to explain this to my red blue husband who cannot stand it at all. I'm like, (laughs) Carl, this is her spiritual filter. Apparently her husband's named Carl. She loves to ask questions because she loves you, Carl. Ha ha. Needless to say, we all get along much better now. I have dropped my defensive guard and attitude. And I what, just, wait, so Carl's her husband, yeah, who's like, red blue. She's like, yeah. And he's dealing with a yellow, a real, real yellow mo- mother-in-law? Mom. His mom. Oh, his mom. Her mother. Oh, her mother. It's her mother-in-law. Oh, her mother. So it's Carl's mother. Oh, yeah. Carl can't handle it. I, I understand and that, And his wife is now like, yeah. which is Nicole, like... Carl, it's yeah. her spiritual filter. She's just a yellow. Oh, so the okay. So she's trying to help him with his own understand mother. his mom now. Yeah, um, I'm I'm with Carl on this. <laughs> <laughs> even you, even if I understood it, I'm still yeah. <laughs> yeah. We Reds don't like a lot of questions. Yeah, Reds do not. They like They feel a lot like of it's an interrogation. Yes, we do. Yeah, and yeah. they don't like to like rack their brains a whole lot to think about something that wasn't their idea to think about. Yeah. So when you ask them a probing question, like, hey, you know, what do you think about this thing? Or asking them, like, where were you yesterday? Or what were you doing? Or what were you eating? Or I thought you said this. Why weren't you doing this at this time? And like, you know. Yeah, like, if okay, so his mom's real yellow. By question two, he's already going to become real defensive. Yeah. Yeah, so I know from just myself. Like, I know from living with two reds, you can't ask them a lot yeah. of questions. Like, you can ask me, hey, what's the weather today? <laughs> and then I'm going to answer that. If there's a follow-up, you know, they're, they're, all of a sudden, you're going to get a little side-eye. It's just a little much. <laughs> yeah, it's a little much. Living with two reds myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, because the one comes home from school, and I'm like, hey, how is school? And if she doesn't answer me, I'm just like, okay. Yeah. We'll try this again later when, right. you, when you're feeling more chatty. Because I'm, I'm not, not going to go more. <laughs> That's a nice. I like that, though. Yeah. I love that. Right. Carl, it's her spiritual filter. That was yeah. my favorite line. And Sydney is also uh, in the group. Cindy? Yeah. yeah. The, the mo- oh, Carl's mom is in the group? Mom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's right, a well, family affair. The uh, aura colors. Yeah. Every, all right. We're all doing all right. it. Well, I'm Team Carl, but all right. <laughs> anyway. 
So you want to do overtime? Let's do overtime. We're, okay, let's do overtime. And I'm going to entitle. Oh, overtime. Yeah, overtime. Uh, please go. You can leave now. You can leave now. Well, this one's not too bad. This is like I don't know. I yeah. I'll tell you why after I've prefaced overtime why I'm ta- why I'm telling people to go. Okay. But the rules of overtime are, um, we you know this is very uncensored. We don't know what we're about to say. It might not have anything to do with auras <laughs> at all. It usually doesn't. This is the part that has nothing to do with auras. Just sit down, relax, yeah. Jumanji. So you're not missing anything. It's you know, fine. I'm going to throw a few Jumanjis out there so you can relax. Jumanji, Jumanji, Jumanji. <laughs> all right. I think they're right. gone. I think okay. everybody who wanted to leave yeah. is gone. Okay. All right. This is why I'm telling them to leave because I got yelled at once for using this word. Really? What yeah. Word? Karen. No. When I, when, I, when I was talking about people being Karens. Now, if your name is Karen. Okay, yeah. It doesn't mean you're a Karen. Hopefully you got yelled at someone <laughs> that was named Karen. Yeah, her name was Karen, and she said it was like a slur. Oh. And I'm like, come on. It's, it's funny. What, what's, the, what's the, let's say a guy, you know, like. A a, Kevin. Kevin, okay. So. A Kevin is a guy Karen? Yeah, Kevin's a guy uh, Karen. Well, thank God my name wasn't used, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be annoyed too if I was a Karen and then they started using it's it I feel bad for the very sensitive Karens. Yeah, because there's so many nice Karens. There's gotta be a lot of nice Karens out there. There are. Yeah. And Kevin's. Except for the one that was very nasty in my DMs. Anyways, but <laughs> So maybe she really was a Karen. I think she was a Karen. but that's the irony, you know. That's the irony. Yeah. Um but the reason why I'm making all these disclaimers is that I am asking you all, the remaining listening audience, a question. Actually, was uh, you're, wait, I gotta okay. tell you something. Yes. We actually have found that listening goes up in overtime. <laughs> we have no way to measure or track I, that. I have, I have something to measure it. It's something I came up with. It has like it's very. It has like a joystick and a thermometer and a light I bought at Camper World, and it really works. If you put it all together, you can figure that out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No one's gonna get that joke. Uh, I didn't even get that joke. The guy that put the Tinker Toy. Uh, Titanic. You're making sub. Stockton Rush jokes. Too soon. Wow. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon, too soon. Right, for the Stockton Rush joke. Well, it's overtime. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. So, remaining audience, my question for you is: We're about to tell a story, and it's up for you all to decide. Was Scott a Karen? Okay. Was Scott a, a Karen? Kevin. A Kevin. A Kevin. A Kevin. A Kevin. Yeah. Was Scott a Kevin? Okay. And the reason why is he told me what happened, and I'm like, "Wow, Scott, you kind of sound like, you know, a Karen." And he got very upset at me. So okay. I'm like, "Let's take the listeners." Fine. All right. Okay. Tell the story. Well, I mean, there's a little background to the story, too. I don't want to get into it. Okay. But, all right. So I'm going to get my hair cut. Okay. And I go, I've been going to the same place for, I don't know how many years now. Two, three. Oh, longer than that. Okay. A long time. Like five years. Okay. So I'm a good customer. You're a very good customer. And you tip very well. And I tip real well. I'm Mr. Big Bucks. Okay. (laughs) I go in there and I'm flashing my, you know, $5 bills. (laughs) You do do a good tip. Okay. So I, no, but I do, I honestly, I do give a real good tip. And I've been going there, what did you say, for like five years. Okay. Right. And, you know, it's not a cheap place. You know, they, they, they keep raising the rates on me and I keep going. And every time, you know, I'm a little annoyed by that. But I'm like, all right, fine. You, mm-hmm. you know, slowly raising the price of this haircut. But anyway, fine. So they have a whole system. Very, it's a very yellow system on making an appointment. This is true. So I made my appointment for one o'clock on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you get like confirmation emails. You got to go and you got to put in, do you confirm this is your appointment time? And I did all that. Yeah. So it's very yellow. Yeah. And if you don't make your appointment, um, they charge you like $25. Like if you. Oh, okay. I, okay. Yeah. I'm just telling you that. Oh, you I didn't probably know didn't even know no, that. I've always made my yeah, appointment. Yeah. If you don't show up to your appointment, they'll charge you 25 
Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So I've never canceled in the five years. I've never canceled. I've showed up every single time. You're very loyal. Yes. Very loyal. Borderline stalkerish. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and here's the thing. Again, the haircut is not the cheapest haircut, but you're paying for the convenience in my mind that when you go at one o'clock, then you're going to get your haircut at, you know, one o'clock mm-hmm. or maybe like one oh five. Okay. okay, you know, like a, a that's woman. your thing. That's something you just came up with, though. Well, that how the world should work. That's I'm how just, it work, I'm just saying that's because well, yeah. like if you go to like was a haircutter or supercuts, I don't know what the big chains are anymore. Yeah, but, you know, you could go in there. They don't take appointments, right? So you have to sit there for no, like thirty do. minutes. Do they? It's all yeah. online now. Oh, all yeah. right. Well, you usually got to sit there, but anyway, okay. I'm fine. I didn't have to sit there the other day when I took Brie. You didn't? No. But you had an appointment or you didn't? Yeah, online I made it. Oh, you did? Haircuttery. Right, mm-hmm. fine, fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm just So thinking. I go in. There's no one at the front desk. Everyone's doing their thing. Yeah. I sit down. So I'm, I'm there for about, and I don't, wanna, I don't want to exaggerate to make this a good story. I was there for like, like seven minutes of just okay. sitting there before anyone. Nobody would even walked up to you. Nobody came up to me. Wow. Yep. The owner of the salon was there. I saw Yeah. Her. Yeah. Nobody came up to me for seven minutes. Then I guess the secretary comes up to me. I don't know what he front front person. The front desk yeah, lady. Front desk lady. I don't know. What, yeah. yeah, whatever they're called. And she says, "Oh, you know, your hairstylist is running late. It's going to be like thirty, forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to, you know, do you want to like come back? Or there's no like waiting area, like to like for a long. Yeah, there's nowhere to wait. Mm-hmm. There's no like like like." Nice place, like maybe a fancy salon would have with like, you know, chocolates and maybe a little, <laughs> little massage while I'm waiting, you know, okay. water, coffee, but no. Okay. Right. So do you want to come back or do you want to reschedule? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, now, you know. So this stats, is the part. Yeah. You know, I've, I've waited there for seven minutes before someone even came up to me. And yeah. And now they're telling me it's going to be another 30 to 40 minutes. Yes. So that's like 47 minutes of wait time. Yeah. You know, what is this? Red Lobster on a Friday night? No. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. So what'd you do? All right. So well. What'd you do, Kev? So. <laughs> well, my first. Well, here's my thing. I am loyal. So my first inclination was like, all right. And by, you know, I'm like, I just have to reschedule yeah. for another day. Yeah. But then like, my red just came through and I'm like, isn't there a barbershop next door? Cause there is. Cause there is. <laughs> and, the, and the lady's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to go there. And I walked out. And I went to the barbershop and actually got like the best haircut of my life. Yeah, it looks which really right good. now I think I have like, like it's like amazing hair. It's, it's epic hair. It's epic. I mean, I've never had a better cut than this. This is my favorite <laughs> cut of all time. Okay, that's damn. Another, it's good. What happened in that barbershop is another story because I haven't been because I've been to the salon, you know, with all the ladies well, for for five years. I didn't even clarify that. Yeah, but anyway. Oh, okay. So okay. Yeah. So this is probably really how it went down. So you yeah, guys, that's, that's what I, I know, but like, it's like okay. First of all, you go to a woman's hair salon. Yes. There is one person that can cut men's hair, and it's the lady that you were, was running late. Yes. And sometimes at a woman's hair salon, they do – I mean, yes, it's totally disorganized and stuff like that. But, I mean, sometimes somebody needs a correction or God knows what happened or, like, whatever. Right. And I get, like, you've been going there so long, you wanted somebody to offer you – some some sort of consolation or apology yeah. or something. Yeah. But they were just like, eh, that's just way it is or whatever. And um, I guess, you know, you were just like, you had to let... See, I would have handled it this way. Okay. Because I know you and I know like in that moment, Red Scotty came out. And you guys all know like 
nice red blue Scotty <laughs> on the podcast. But there's this other I didn't, Scotty. I didn't yell or anything. No, I know, but there's like this vibe you put out. It's oh, yeah. like this, like. And it's really, really strong and everyone feels it. And it only comes out, it's like the other Scotty. And it all it only comes out when you're real pissed off. And so I'm sure you're like, is there a barbershop next door? Like, I'm sure the way you said that, like the little girl at the front desk was like, uh-huh, like, or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going there. And then you just like <laughs> left out mumbling yeah. to yourself. I mean, I guess the way I would have handled it is I would have been something like, Okay, um, I'll just call to reschedule myself, and I would have left, okay. and I would have gone to a completely. I would have gone next door too. Okay, so well, you, not me because so I'm a woman. I can't go to the barber. So you would have just been like, okay, so you're. I would have lied. Okay. I would have. I would have nicely lied. Okay, so that's how. Uh, that's just how would, I am. Uh, an indigo and blue. Would I don't like confrontation, way. so but, I would have just been like, okay, thanks. I'll call to reschedule. Okay, would you have made the appointment? No, because they asked me if I wanted to make the appointment. No. There. Okay, so I said I'll have... call to. I'll say I would say I, I thank you. I thank okay. you for letting me know. I'll call to reschedule. And then you're never calling again. No, I'm doing the Indigoist. The Indigoist. Yeah, because Indigo. I know that like this isn't the first time that's happened to you okay. personally. Yeah. But when you wanted to tell the story, yeah. I was like, Scott, it sounds like so, Karen so, stuff. All right. Well, we have to ask the listeners. You this... gave such a nice background to it, but let's just talk at surface. Yeah. Let's talk it from the front desk lady's yeah. point of view. Well, I mean, this I w- man came in. He was sitting down. Yeah. He was tapping his foot. Yep. And he looked like real straight. Kept checking his phone and sighing loudly. Right. So I'm like, oh, I better go over there, even though this he might not be happy. And I look over to Stylus, and she's in the middle of this hair correction for this other lady that came in and was just really tough. And now she's behind 40 minutes. So I'll just tell him. And, you know, I don't really know what to do because I'm like 22. So, uh, hey, do you want to come back? Or do you want to just reschedule? And then he just was like, I'm going to the barber shop. And like yelled. <laughs> So just from well, like her you know, point of view, yeah. Because you know, I, I mean, I yeah, I, yeah. Well, that's why we're letting the listeners decide. All right, we're gonna let the listeners. I don't really think you're a Karen Scott or oh, a, Kevin, Kevin. a Kevin. A Kevin, sorry, I don't really but think you're a Kevin. I, I will say a whole other story is that what happened in that barbershop, and <laughs> well, yeah. that could be another overtime. But you know, I haven't been to a a real barbershop like that because that's like old. It was like old school. You love going to the, the ladies' salons. No, I know, but I didn't realize <laughs> like I would be like coming out like. 1957's calling. Yeah. Like amazing. Because like I had, they gave me like kind of that old school. They did. Kind of cut. You're feeling good about yourself. Feels real good. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. Real red. It feels like a real red cut, you know? Because I've been used to getting these like, they're very good haircuts, by the way. I've been going there five years. Yeah. I love them. But they're more, I think they've been more blue. Now I got a red haircut. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting blue haircuts. Now I'm getting red haircuts. I think the barbershop's made for you. I think I might go back. (laughs) I haven't decided yet. It's still up in the air. I think it's made for the red yeah. And it was half the price. Yes. Which is when you walked in the door, you're like, yeah, it's a good cut. And it's half the price. That's right. It was half the price. <laughs> Did you I'm, tip? Yeah. Gave a good tip, too. Good. Yeah. Good, good. Nice. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to let the listeners decide on this one if I should go back or if I was a Kevin. You know, I mean, I didn't do anything that I can't go back because, I, I, you know, I just said I'm going to the barbershop. No, shop. you didn't. Get, I didn't like. You didn't get TikTok famous off it. Yeah. I didn't throw like my, <laughs> I didn't throw coffee at anyone because I wasn't offered coffee, but I didn't throw coffee at anyone or anything like that. Yeah. So. These are the problems of Scott. All, yeah, right. all right. This podcast is for you and about you. And we're so glad you spent some time with us today. 